What's happening? I'm George Vanessa, and this is the Jab Podcast. Coach. <laughs> What's happening? How are you? How are you, girl? I'm good. Sound like Phil Mitchell, so mind that. Been teaching a lot, but it sells, so we'll go with it. You ain't been smoking, have you? Of course not. I'm an athlete. <laughs> Coach, how's the burnout? Burnout's all right. We're a year on. It's been a whole year. How you getting on with it? Not bad. Still got some problems, still got some symptoms, some issues, but, you know, we live and we learn. What are they? Uh, I have to really be careful with what I'm eating, how much I'm sleeping, what my energy output's like, how much I'm training and how intense that training is um, because my central nervous system still isn't 100% balanced. So it's pretty hard. Like, I came back into the year, started training again to fight, um... And at the moment, it's it's still looking a little bit difficult. My body can't push the same way it used to. So I've had to deal with that a little bit internally. Um, as a little bit of, of, a, of a setback, let's say, um, because I can't... I just can't train how I was training previously and I can't push how I was previously. So my body's not ready yet, so I've got to take the time. But... Find that intensity harder. Yeah, that intensity. My My body can't keep up with it. And if it can it then crashes. So before, where I could train like that four times, five times a week, easy, I'm probably getting two and a half, three sessions like that at max. And if I get that, I'm probably getting it for like two weeks and then I'm like crashing. So it's tough because, you know, I want to box. That's what I want to do. It, I mean, it, yeah, really it makes me upset because it's what I want to do. I love coaching, obviously, but the part of me coaching is that came from me being a boxer, me boxing and wanting to fight. So it's hard to not be able to do something you want to do so bad. But, I mean, I get the joy of coaching. So I still get to be in boxing every day. I get to be around boxers. I get to coach people and I get to teach them the art of boxing and give them what it gives me. So, you know, that's that's the best thing, really. And then we'll see what happens. Going back to your early career as a coach. Yeah. We remember their moments. God, we remember those moments. They were intense. They was intense as fuck. Let me tell you something. Really hard to get a job here. <laughs> it was really hard. It was. It was intense as hell. So you come from... You come from the marketing. Yeah, came from marketing, advertising. You was a fighter. I was a fighter. Been an athlete my whole life. And then we the met quads. on social media. Yeah, you slid into me DMs. I slid into your DMs. Not like that. Don't worry, Manny. Yeah, don't worry, Manny. <laughs> um, and then you come down here, you started the camp. Yeah. Talk about the camp. So the camp was a two-week intensive process, right? So I think in my camp there was, there was around... 18 of us. Yeah, it was longer than two. It was two weeks, then they started dropping out. The initial, out. the initial. Yeah, it was five days, two, two days, uh, every day for, for two weeks. Yeah, every day for two weeks. That was the initial, initial camp, right? So it was around 18 of us. And we was in here, well, I think it was like four to six hours. I'm not even joking. Yeah, it was, yeah. So yeah. what we would do was we'd come in um, and George basically taught us a class. And then from there everyone would have to teach a class or teach a certain amount of rounds. Everyone would have to go on the mic. And we would have to train in each other's classes. 
and then also teacher on top of it. But you're talking, there's like 18 people, right? So you're you're going half and half. You got, you're splitting it up kind of each day. So nine are teaching, nine are training, but it's constant. It's like one in, one out. So you, like we was training so much, but also learning at the same time, learning how to talk on the mic, learning how to coach. And for myself, I came from a background of, I had always been an athlete, right? So I played football for 10 years. I played other various sports, played basketball, I played netball, came into boxing late, but I'd always been in sport, but I'd never, ever coached anyone. You know, the most I'd done was I'd, I'd taken a bunch of kids on pads. I never coached anyone um, and taken someone from A to B. So to me, it was like completely alien. And even more so, the class concept was like, whoa, this is so new to me. Like, I'd, I'd never actually done a class concept before. You was new to coaching, I was just I? new to coaching, new to the class concept, new to the whole thing. So it was like a whole shock to the system. And everyone, like, you know, we had a lot of people in there that had been in the industry for a while and they was really fucking good. So I just remember thinking, God, I don't know what's going on here, but I really hope my personality is going to get me through because I don't have a clue. How did you find that intensity? I thrive in an intense situation. So for me, it was just very much like, right, you want this, you want to coach it, you want to do this, right? You know that. So you have to get in there and you have to give it your best. And I knew I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't a coach. You know, I, I didn't know anything about what we were doing. I didn't know about the class concept. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to coach someone from A to B. But I just knew that I wanted to be here. And that was all that mattered. I wanted to be here. So every day I had to show up and I had to give it my best. And, you know, it, it, I was one of the worst in that camp. But that didn't matter to me. I knew I was going to be here. I knew that I had what it took. And I knew that I would work harder than anyone else in that room to have a job here. Even if it meant that it took me another six months, which, you know, it did. It did, yeah. Tell me about the moment when we was, was practising for, uh, practicing for the lives to teach on the camera. Oh, God, this was another moment. So we went, obviously, we, you know, we had lockdown. So we had to build a brand and, 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 and keep it going and, and, you know, create a community without actually having anyone physically in front of us. So we, we started doing lives. So I'm new to coaching and now I've got a coach on screen. It was like, it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> It was just like, and by the way, George is the worst backseat driver ever. So we would we would pair up in twos and we'd have like a front man and a backup dancer. Well, God forbid, no one wants George as their backup dancer. He'd be cutting you every 30 seconds because you're teaching it wrong. So, I mean, it was a great experience in terms of like, I really felt like I learned a lot, but it was super intense because, you know, I hadn't really actually physically been in front of many other clients yet. And I hadn't had that experience of, you know, coaching someone in front of me. So to then, you know, coach to a camera and have no one in front of me, it just was like, my head was spinning. But, you know, we'd done it and it got better. I mean, it was, a, it was a great way to learn because we was in it, we was coaching it. And so it was a good way to get used to that. Because we actually, this was, this was a little technique that, that George taught us in our camp. He taught us that you want to be able to, you know, when you're in a class concept and you've got, you know, 22 people plus, you want to be, be able to coach someone from any point in the room. So what he'd have us do is we'd put the mic on and we'd walk around the room or we'd have to stand in the corner and coach someone in the other corner of the room because you was like, you need to be able to coach someone and know your coaching tips without, you know, 
if they're not in front of you without having them there, you need to be able to know that this is how you get someone from A to B. So I think that drawing itself and then teaching the lives, you know, kind of transported us as coaches. It made us better coaches for when people actually did come in the room and you could physically see what they was doing wrong. Did you get to a point throughout that camp where you thought, I'm never going to get this? I got to a point throughout that camp. Not, not where I didn't think I was going to get it. I mean, I got to a point where we, we'd done the camp and then you were taken on your coaches and we was kind of in August and I think I was kind of in and out. I, I, I have a memory of being in and out, not constantly being here at that point still. And it was very much, you know, we were still in comms and I think you, you very much left it like, look, I'm, I'm going to take you on and I'm going to nurture you and I'm going to teach you, but... You know, it was very much, do you want to do this? And at, the, at that time, I was still dealing with actually a lot of emotional trauma to do with my dad. So I was still in a, I was in a very much uncertain place mm. in my mind. Mm. But I knew that deep down, this is where I wanted to be. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach boxing. I wanted to meet new people. You know, I wanted to better my life. And I wanted to be able to then, you know, take that on into my future and better my kids' life. And I knew that that was being here. I love boxing. I love people. It went hand in hand. Um, but being in that in that place of uncertainty, it was hard because it was like, you know, a little bit of not can you do this? Because I always believed I could do it. But it was like, you've got to get up and go. You don't have time to be sad right now because this is your opportunity. You don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. You've got to kind of pull your socks up, get in that gym and make it happen. Because if you do this, it'll be the best thing you ever do. You know, and, and, and that's what I'd done. And I remember, I'd, I, remember I'd, I was going to training back home and I had a call with you. And um, you was like, how are you getting on? And I was like, yeah, yeah, good. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I was like, I promise you now, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'll be in every day whenever you need me and I'm going to do it. And that's what we'd done. We'd be in here every day. We'd go for it for hours and hours. We'd do the same four moves, the same four compound moves. And you'd make us teach it over and over again until it was seamless and then we built from there and it literally was such a step-by-step process I mean I had Ruth by my side as well as at that point so that was nice you know me and Ruth we really went through it together but it, it was nice you know to, to think that I also had Ruth there but it was hard like it was tough but I knew that it was what I wanted and I knew I was willing you know to quit the, my job for it do you know the do you know the interesting thing about going through that as well you was you was training as far, yeah, and you was doing your other job at the same time as you. Yeah, was I was bringing here. my laptop in and marketing. They yeah, you was know that in between. No, they okay, did that. Like so. <laughs> you never got back. So <laughs> I'd miss the occasional meeting. It was like, oh shit, sorry. You was doing that, and if you think of the whole group in there, you and Ruth was the least experienced ones, but you yeah. had you had just that saying special that the others didn't didn't have. Now, you were some of the best coaches around. Yeah. And you were fucking slammed. Yeah. I mean, I'm waitlisted. Fully booked. I'm fully booked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been prices up at this rate. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about yourself going from there to there and being, I look from the outside and I think, fuck, that's amazing, you know? Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I recently thought about it a little bit more as well. I was like, oh, my God, like, I actually you know, done what I, what I thought I could do. And, I mean, even when it came to teaching my first class and the first lot of classes, I was terrible. 
And I remember thinking, it's, it's got to click. It's, like, it's got to just happen. It's just got to click. It started clicking, but, you know, there's still kinks. There's still things to improve on. And now it's like I'm enjoying that class to the most maximum level. It's like, you know, I, I can do it. Like, you just know it. It's just seamless. You know what's going on. You know how, you know how to get the best out of something. You know how to motivate. You know how to coach. And it feels good. You know, it went for a phase where it felt hard. It was like, you knew you could be good here, but it felt hard. And now it's like, it feels amazing to be coaching these classes. You know what I mean? I mean, if I can't coach my class, I'm devastated. I lost my voice at the weekends and Swen had to cover my class. It was a full class. You know, I've worked hard to build that up. Mm. And I felt absolutely gutted that I couldn't coach my class. Mm. And I mean, I'd done Ruth's class the other day. It was amazing. I said to Ruth, I said this, you know, I haven't done a class anymore. I said, it's crazy of how far we've come. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's just crazy. I was like, just mm. the way you're moving around that class and your voice and everything, it's just like, she's a different person, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No one would think she was from South London. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way, you just, just everything. And I was like, it's actually sick that we've done that and that we've managed to do it throughout a lockdown and in a time when everyone was, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and we've actually managed to grow and create something in a time when the world stopped. You know, if we could do it then, it's like, God, like who knows where we're going to be in five years, but I know that, I know it's going to, you know, we're going places. 100%. And there's not a better team. 100%, 100%. Now, you've got to a point where you've started to build your profile. Yeah. Pharrell from Adidas has come along (laughs) and asked you to join the shoot. I actually had a dream as well that I trained him the other day. <laughs> I had a dream that I trained him. You had a dream about Pharrell? About training him. <laughs> really weird, we was at a water what park. What was he like on the pads? <laughs> <laughs> we was at a water park, it was so random. I don't know what was going on there. What was that like? That, that was, it was good. It was a good moment. It was like, you know, you have all these things that you kind of dream of doing. And I modelled as a kid, right? So I, I'd done that, but... To be able to to model or and or, or just even get any form of opportunity, right, through your sport or, you know, different avenues of opportunity through your career that, you know, you've worked hard to, you know, I've worked hard at it. To get those moments, it's like a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's really paying off, you know, mm. like the hard work, like being tired or the, or the sleepless nights, like it's paying off. And it was fun. It was an amazing shoot. I mean, I love the Human Race collection. So it's clothes that I like to wear. Mm. It's a brand that, you know, I'm very fond of and and I love. So to be able to, you know, be a part of that human race campaign was amazing. And I mean, off the back of it, you know, I'm doing more campaigns now. I'm working with other sports brands. Yeah, yeah. I've got um, a talent manager and an agency. And, you know, there's a whole, like, kind of new set of opportunities that that are, are arising. And it's amazing. And it's, I mean, I'm enjoying it. That's the best thing. If you enjoy it, like my advice is always to all of my clients, I always ask them, do you love what you do? And if you don't love what you're doing, well, what you're doing? Because, you know, like life is short. You've got so many years and you've got to think about it. The majority of your time spent, like I'm here six days a week. So there's a, a big, big portion of my life that is here and at work. Well, I don't feel like I'm coming to work. When I wake up in the morning and I come here, it's not like, oh, I've got to go work today. Is that because of my jokes? God forbid your jokes, mate. No, it's not because of your jokes. You wish. You've had the same joke for the last three years. I'm waiting for some new material, mate. 
<laughs> but you know, it, it feels like I'm, um, it feels like I'm just at home. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like I come here. I don't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm at mm. home. And, and to be able to do all these things that I enjoy and I love, and of course, you know, you, you make a living off of it, is the added bonus. It's amazing. If, if you can do that, then that's the longevity, enjoying what you do. Yeah. So I feel very fortunate and very grateful. But also I do owe it to myself to say well done because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grafted hard. I burnt out for this you shit, still graft, for God's sake. You still do. And I still, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. still graft hard. Yeah, yeah. It's important, yeah. you know, like... You can't stop. Mm. When I think back to uh, when I first see your social media post to now, I just knew. <laughs> I knew. Do you know what I mean? I knew the moment I see that post. And I... I then you found out it was from Essex. No, but and I... And you thought, she's I the see one. it. I see it. And I sort of like, do you know when you go off and then you, you think like, fuck, I've never seen that girl before. And I went off it. And then I was like, sort of lost the page. And I, I remember going, like, trying to find you. Like, this was a couple of weeks later, and I was trying to find you. And then, finding coach. Yeah, I was finding coach. I was trying to find coach. <laughs> like, finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was trying to find you. And then, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know whether you deleted your Instagram, but it was always, like, in the back of my mind. And then somehow I found you again. And I, it was you, a video of you in a pink night top, right? I think it was a pink sports bra. Yeah. White bo- night boxing boots, yeah, yeah. shadow boxing in the back garden. Yeah, yeah, it was in lockdown. And I just thought, shit, I've got to get this girl, right? And that was that was it. Yeah. And then I think about that to now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But and that's even how we're here right now. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I believe that you will be a worldwide name. I just believe it. Thanks, You know? So I think that um, it's just the beginning. Because you yeah. think how much you've achieved... And Ruth as well. And you watch the team and you you think how much you've achieved just just having a plan, sticking to the goal and, and, and executing it and applying yourself and staying focused. You know, it's like the sky is the limit. And you think to yourself, you have the thought lately, like, how the fuck do I move the needle? You sit and think, how the fuck do I do it? And it's literally just have a goal, create a plan and fucking stick to it. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do. And I do believe you will be a worldwide name. I just believe it. I can see it. Yeah. You know? And we're going to have you on that night campaign and you're going to have your name in lights and it's just going to happen. Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. We Watch just, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. That's all we've got time for today. But coach, that was a pleasure. Always. Well Always done, a girl. pleasure to ever mature. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about his terrible jokes for anyone who knows him. See you later. <laughs>